your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Hurricanes your first listen of the day on this Tuesday afternoon, and want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the lovely folks over at Bet Online. Bet Online had you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. But online, where the game starts. And as always, you can find Locked on Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever stream platform you are listening on. And in today's episode, folks, we will be recapping last night's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs as well as previewing tonight's game against the Ottawa Senators. So diving into last night's game, first off, this was a game that was, uh, it's one that's honestly kind of hard to put into words because the Hurricanes, one thing that they did do that I really liked in this game was that they came to play. And uh, you look at the last uh, break, I guess you would say, quote unquote, when you're coming out of New Year's going up against Columbus, and it really wasn't even break, it was almost like a New Year's hangover, they didn't bring that effort there until like the last period and a quarter, so they really brought the effort in this game, which I really liked, but ultimately they ended up falling short 4-3 to three in overtime. They're at least able to get a point out of this game, they've now gotten points in nine of their last 11 games so that is really good for the hurricanes they're still in first place in the metro and which is no easy task for sure with just how tough the metropolitan division is and then of course while they're still maintaining their top spot in the division they are still the number four team in the nhl Toronto climbed up to number six with their win last night, but the Hurricanes are still, you know, a very much a top team in the league. And this was a game where I expected some really good goaltending. Uh, I had originally predicted it'd be Freddie versus Jack Campbell, but it actually ended up being Freddie Anderson versus Peter Mrazek, which is not a bad move there because very much like us playing Detroit going up against Ned, us playing San Jose going up against Reimer, and then us playing heck Ottawa going against Anton Forsberg, going up the, against these former goalies that have played with the Hurricanes recently, I think is a really good move for those particular teams because those goalies know how this team plays or at least you know the core group of guys obviously we've gotten a lot of new faces this offseason but I think that was a good move for Toronto to go with Peter he knows how 
this team operates. He knows what to expect from them. And then on the flip side, the Hurricanes know what to expect from Peter because they played against him in practice and with him for so long. So uh, I am surprised that you know they weren't able to get a bit more past him in this game, but also I'm not because when Peter is on, he's on and he's a really, really good goalie. It's when you kind of get him rattled sometimes, you know, it doesn't end too well uh, for him in between the pipes. And, you know, Nino Niederreiter, he ended up opening up the scoring in this game with a great feed from Ian Cole. And I think one thing that was really frustrating was in the second period where the Leafs ended up going from being down one nothing to in the space of a little under three and a half minutes being up two to one. And while that does obviously just say a lot about the talent of Austin Matthews there because he's an extremely talented player. No one's really going to deny that there. But just how he was able to just do what he wanted, essentially. And I I do feel part of that is also the same thing of, like I was just saying, with our former goalies of us knowing how they play. Matthews knows how Anderson plays. He knows how he plays. He knows how to get something past him. So kudos to him for taking advantage of that in such a short span of time. But thankfully, the Hurricanes, they were obviously able to bounce back quick. Tony D'Angelo, he ended up scoring only eight seconds into the third period to tie it up. Derek Stepan, he ended up getting his 499th career point on his goal in the third period to give the Hurricanes the lead. And... With that there, uh, while the Hurricanes definitely, while they obviously lost the game, this Derek Stepan, as of late, has really shown why the Hurricanes brought him in because he has really been a noticeable force on, on the ice for the Hurricanes for the large majority of the season because when he's playing, it's definitely one where you're like, all right, you know, this. there's a reason why we brought this guy in. You know, he's obviously not, you know, a Austin Matthews, you know, having scored 31 goals on the season. Yeah, Derek Stepan is not that. But he is really bringing a level of grit and leadership to the team that we, that we needed. And that's why the Hurricanes brought him here. And he has really paid dividends. And he's obviously one that can contribute on the ice as well. It with he's that was his seventh goal of the season. He also has seven assists on the season so far, and he's doing exactly what the Hurricanes wanted him to do when they brought him in here. And then, yeah, sadly, Mitch Marner ended up tying it up again, sort of late into the third period, and then he also ended up scoring the overtime winning goal. Very much with him, same thing I said with Matthews of he knows how to get to Freddie. And while there's definitely on the, I believe it was the overtime winning goal, just 
Uh, no, 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 no. It was the third period goal, I believe it was. Uh, just some bad puck management from the Hurricanes ended up, you know, leading to Marner being able to get the shot in. So I, I feel that the Hurricanes they they brought the effort that they needed to bring in this game. It wasn't that you know they were you know, hanging on by the seat of their pants or or anything like that. It, it very much was not that. They, they came to play, and they played, which is great because Rod Brandmore said he didn't know what kind of effort he was going to get out of the team you know, coming out of the All-Star break. Not in a bad sense, obviously, but you, know, you have a week off. Sometimes you come back, and it takes you, takes you a minute to get back in the groove of things. So the fact that they were able to really come out and really having not missed a beat at all. I think that was really good for the Hurricanes, but I do think there was definitely some areas that needed improvement as well as some more things I did like from the Hurricanes in this game, and we will dive into that stuff right after this. If you or someone you care about has a beard, you need to get primal. Maybe you're one of those guys that has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with beard care products. Well, Primal Origin Oils will stop that itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with a low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best fuel and beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo gets also make a great gift for someone that you care about. Valentine's Day is right around the corner, so there's a gift idea for you there, or you can just get something nice for yourself. And I personally have been using the Pangea Premium Oil. I struggle with that beard druff problem. And I've really struggled to find something that helps me with that over the years. But with Primal Origin Oils, I have finally found something that legitimately helps me with that problem. And I absolutely love it. And I cannot wait to order more because... I'm running low. I use it every single day. So it's getting about that time for me. And I can't wait to try even more of their products. And they know that every company claims to be the best. But Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the fuel in beard to other products that you've used. They promise you will see and feel the difference. So remember to use code LOCKED ON and get 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use code LOCKED ON at checkout for 20% off. Now, another thing that I did like from the Hurricanes in this game against Toronto is that they brought the physicality. That has really been a gripe of mine, honestly, with the Hurricanes for not just this season, but quite a while honestly sometimes it just feels like they don't bring that aspect of the game anymore like in in the 18-19 season when they went to the conference final like yeah they had it then but after that it really just felt like that physicality really just kind of ended up taking a back seat but they brought it in this game which is one thing that I thought they really needed to do 
in order to stand a chance at winning the game. I mean, you look at the hits in this game. Yeah, they outhit the Leafs 25-18. to 18, And I really like that. And, you know, I think that the Hurricanes need to continue doing that because I feel if they can, while they do play very, very tight man-to-man defense, I think sometimes, you know, they don't necessarily bring the amount of physicality that they should because we've seen that they absolutely can in recent memory this game obviously and then i remember one game against dallas last year i remember being at that game i don't remember the final hit total but i remember it was an nhl record you know since 2011 and that they i want to say combined for over 50 hits in that game and like it was it was a rough game and like like i said it was something that hadn't been happened in the nhl since like 2011 so it they can bring that physicality i want them to continue to do that but one issue that i said heading into this game was going to be the penalties can the Hurricanes cut back on their penalties and not give Toronto those power play opportunities? You're going against the top power play in the NHL. Yes, you have the top penalty kill, but they are damn good on the power play. And they're damn good on the kill as well. And the Hurricanes ended up giving, giving up four power play opportunities, which the Maple Leafs end up capitalizing on one of them. It was the first Matthews goal that he ended up capitalizing on. But I think that this was, you know, you can obviously scroll through social media, you know, during games and especially this one as a whole, but it really felt like Toronto was getting away with a lot uh, to say the least and keeping it PG uh, there, it, it really felt like they were just getting away with whatever they wanted. I mean, we've all seen that clip of Rod Brindamore yelling on the bench, talking about how they never get any power play opportunities, and you know how he obviously threw some choice words in there, of course. But I do think it's something to be said. I ended up seeing a graph... Um, you know, for the season so far, it was just how such a possession-heavy team can just get nothing, get no power play opportunities. And really from, like, I believe it was from, like, November, December to now, it just such a steep decline in the power play opportunities that the Hurricanes are getting. And you look at a game like this, Toronto got away with a lot and stuff that the Hurricanes are getting called for. I mean, you look at some of the the only times that Toronto even went to the box was the first period, the Wayne Simmons, Brendan Smith fighting. Okay, you know, that just evens itself out. So, you know, we really kind of won't uh, call that one at all, really. But then you had the Morgan Riley holding against Vincent Trocek in the uh, third period and 
that was it. But yet they were tripping, interference, holding, all that stuff all game long and just nothing was getting called. I'm obviously not going to, you know, say that, oh yeah, that was the deciding factor of the game. You know, the Hurricanes not getting any power play opportunities aside from that one in the third period. No, because I think that the Hurricanes did take too many. I very much like that game against Vegas a while back where I said special teams would be a big deciding factor. The Carolina Hurricanes capitalized on one of their power play opportunities, whereas Vegas didn't. So you could maybe chalk that up to why the Hurricanes won this, won that game. You can take that same mindset to this game where the Leafs were the one team that was able to capitalize on power play opportunities, and they won by one goal in overtime, just like the Hurricanes did in that game against Vegas. But like I said... The Hurricanes were also never really given any opportunities at all. So uh, that is something very frustrating there. Obviously, Rod Brenner deflected that question in postgame because that would end up being a $25,000 answer to said question. And yeah, he obviously probably doesn't want to get fined again for criticizing the officiating in this game, no matter how bad it was. But... Regardless of that Toronto game, the officiating, and whatever, that game is behind us now. Nothing we can do about it. The Hurricanes at least got a point out of it. You know, they're at least able to do that. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, nine points in 11 games. Great stuff from the Hurricanes there. But now we have to chuggle on ahead to Ottawa on the second half of this back-to-back, and we will quickly dive into that game right after this quick break bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs right up to the big game in just a couple days bet online remains the best spot for all of your sports scores podcasts and news this season and it's not just football bet online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops NHL, boxing, UFC, along with real-time updates on current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you again for making Locked on Hurricanes your first listen every day. Now make sure you check out the Olympic Hockey Daily podcast presented by Locked on NHL, a bonus podcast covering all the action going on in Beijing right now. You can find it on the Locked on NHL podcast feed. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now looking at the Ottawa game tonight, this is... Obviously, the second half of a back-to-back. And the Hurricanes, I think there's a couple different ways that this game could potentially go, at least heading into it. I think, obviously, you have, oh, it's the second half of a back-to-back. Team is going to be tired, yada, yada, yada. And they didn't have a morning skate today either. So I think you do factor that stuff in there. And that's always a possibility when it comes to -to back-to-back, regardless of the team. And then regardless of the sport, too, you know, you play a second half of a back-to-back, you're going to be tired. doesn't matter how good you are. You're going to be tired. And then on the flip side, I think you also have a team that 
is frustrated by last night. They played a really good game against Toronto, and they end up coming up short. Again, you could kind of go back to some officiating there of why guys could be a bit frustrated. And then, of course, the team playing really, really well, but still just coming up short. So they could definitely come out with a bit more fire because they're pissed off, you know? And, yeah, I think that could maybe carry them, and they're going to take out some of that aggression on Ottawa. You know, a team that pushed them this year. You look at that first meeting back in, I believe, December, where the Senators ended up stealing a win in Raleigh. Anton Forsberg looked like a freaking Vesna candidate there, making, I believe it was 47 saves on 49 shots. And then just a couple weeks ago on the uh, 27th, when we were up in Ottawa, you know, end up being our first game that went to shootout on the season. So the Senators have pushed the Hurricanes this year. So I think that the Hurricanes need to keep that same effort that they had from last night against Toronto. Got to keep that going. Don't let the second half of a back-to-back slow you down. Don't let, you know, don't get like down in the dumps about this. Like, oh, we really should have won that game. And then, you know, you just... Don't have that energy. Keep that stuff going in this game because you can beat Ottawa. You don't even have to have it go to shootout. You don't have to have it go to overtime. You can beat Ottawa. And yes, I know Matt Murray, he has turned the corner of the season. He obviously started off really bad, and now he's been really good, so... You know, you kind of don't know what you're going to face there when it comes to goaltending tonight. If you even face Matt Murray, I mean, you could end up facing Anton Forsberg. I don't know who we're going to face there for Ottawa tonight. But regardless, like I said, the Hurricanes need to keep that same effort that they had last night against Toronto. They got to do it. And I think, you know, it's obviously the second half of a back-to-back so you imagine that auntie ronto will likely get the start tonight in between the pipes for their hurricane so they gotta support their goaltender and don't leave him hanging out to dry or anything like that because not only do you know that toronto or not toronto excuse me ottawa has pushed you this year Ottawa knows that they have pushed you. They know that they can beat you. And so you got to be there to support your goaltender tonight. I think that's going to be really, really big. And there's a lot of weird little factors in play for this game because, you know, like I said, you're probably going to have Auntie Ronta in between the pipes tonight, which is fine, but you got to be there to support the guy and, play well out in front of him so he's not having to stand on his head. And the Hurricanes have been good on the road this year. They have a 15-5-2 record now. It was yesterday, 15-5-1, if you remember that episode. But, you know, they're really good on the road. They're tied with the New York Rangers for best uh, or most amount of wins on the road this season. Like I said earlier, nine points in the last 11 games. But, you do have a couple caveats in this game. Yes, Barry Kotniemi is obviously still going to be out on COVID protocol. 
So I think lineup wise, you're likely you know going to see you know kind of the same stuff that we saw last night when it came to Derek Stepan and Jordan Martinuk. But Tavo Teravainen didn't talk about it in the Toronto recap. He didn't play in that game. It was going in. You know, he was going to be a game time decision. You know, because he obviously got uh, hurt in that game against the New York Rangers before the All Star break, and he's you know just kind of game time decision right now. So he's obviously going to be penciled in. But if he isn't ready to go, you're likely going to see something like last night with Josh Levia, him getting in the lineup instead of Tavo, which nothing against Levia, he ain't Tavo. He ain't Tavo Teravainen. He just ain't. Tavo is an elite playmaker. And, you know, we could have used that last night against Toronto. Not saying we we would have won that game or anything, you know, had Tavo been in the lineup. But, you know, if he was there, you know, maybe on, you know, that one power play opportunity that we had, you know, he could, you know, created something for us. And, you know, we end up, you know, Noctuna power play goal uh, or whatever, but definitely you know, not ideal him being out in that game. It wouldn't be ideal with him being out in, in this one either. But you know, now all we can do is just head into this game and be re- as ready as the Hurricanes can be. And as of recording right now, the projected lineup has not been released or announced so kind of don't know what will be working with there but i do imagine that it will probably be the same as last night's game uh, against toronto maybe minus you know levia uh being in the lineup you know maybe you know, Tavo ends up playing. If he doesn't, obviously be the same. And then Ronto will likely be the one getting the start and goal tonight for the Hurricanes. But, you know, I expect, honestly, the same kind of lineup tonight as we saw last night. But we won't know until we know. But until then, now that you've made Locked on Hurricanes your first listen of the day, go make Locked on Bets your second listen. It's available on all streaming platforms, and it's your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And before you listen to that, make sure you rate Locked on Hurricanes five stars on whatever platform you are listening on, and follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, and myself on Twitter at Jaredellis underscore 96, and tune in to tomorrow's episode where we will be recapping this game hopefully it's a fun one guys and i'll talk to you tomorrow